0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
1: The TalkSport
2: Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants. 18 plus reward registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and time supply. See McDonald's.com. The Talk sport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident.
0: This episode number 180 something of forever bristol city podcast we're in a good mood because the final score ashton gate in the lunchtime kickoff it finished city 2 blackpool nil i am joined in person by uh, neil and uh, ian's in the background with uh, a potentially dodgy connection but uh, everybody else says uh, that uh, it sounds okay what we're saying those of us that are uh, here um, I'll start with uh, Neil since he's uh, right next to me. I mean, look, Neil, that's um, one defeat only now in the last twelve league games. What are your initial thoughts on uh, on the game?
3: Scrappy game. Uh, I thought Blackpool um, were by far and away the poorest side we've seen down the gate this season. Uh, couldn't string two passes together all game, realistically. But I think we huffed and we puffed, particularly in the in the first half. And it was just a question of actually getting a a messy win, a dirty win, so to speak, Dave, with regards to it. And uh, the finish from Vineman set it up. Yeah. Fantastic finish. Our first goal of the season from outside the box. Yeah. Worthy of winning any game. Worthy. At any level. Fantastic. On his weak foot. And I don't think he's... He's obviously not been great. His levels of last season, he hasn't been able to... Other than the first four or five games of the season, he hasn't been able to hit those levels. He's probably frustrated about lack of game time, being on the, sat on the bench and everything. But fantastic goal for him. And then as soon as Alex Scott's goal went in, that was the end of it. Game, no over. Way. game over. No game way back were coming back from that. OK. Um, Mark is uh, in with
0: us. Mark, good afternoon. You can hear us OK? Good afternoon,
4: David. Yeah, on me Baker-like, Baker like Baker foil wrapped uh, wrap device. Yeah, I can hear you. Everything's fine.
0: Good, good, good. Well, what were your thoughts on the game walking away from uh, Ashton Gate in front of nineteen thousand? I can't believe it was nineteen thousand. No, no.
4: I think some of them were safely tucked up at home with a nice, uh, with a nice uh, uh, cup of hot chocolate and, and, a, and a, and a, you know, on the on the sofa. But no, I mean, you look at Andy Wyman. hadn't scored uh, since November against away at Middlesbrough, and it just shows that class is permanent i mean you live for goals like that an absolute stunner although city huffed and puffed they created lots of chances it was just down to quality in the final third but we kept we kept our discipline Didn't really give Blackpool, Paul, a a sniff apart from one mistake, which I'm sure will, will late in the first half, which I'm sure we'll touch upon. But what a goal! It lifted the crowd, and Addict Scott finished it off. We kept at it, and it was a deserved three points. We actually got what what we deserved. We've, you know, we wasted we wasted chances in in for the last few games, but today. Uh, well, that will have lifted the cl- lifted the players, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll they'll take a few more shots like that from outside the box in future.
0: Well, that's something that we've been saying: shots outside the box. And again, we will talk about the goal in in a, in a moment. Uh, Ian, uh, if you're there, uh, if we can uh, hear you, what were your uh, initial thoughts on the game? You know, the pluses mainly pluses, but I'm sure you'll find a few minuses there as well. Hello, Ian. No, all right, Neil. Starting lineup. Um, well, Matty James was uh, was not featuring, so in came uh, Andy King. But the side pitch itself, although the bench was uh, quite weak looking, wasn't it?
3: Did Andy King come in? I thought. I don't think Andy King came in because he played in the week, didn't he? Did he? Did he yeah. start? Yeah, he, started, oh, he did. He started. Didn't he? he started yeah. up on no, right. in the week. It's final, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. That's all right, <laughs> I was going mad Factually there for, a I going, going mad there for a um, Yeah, I I think it was natural. I, I, I don't fall out with the idea of Matty James not starting, if he's not fully fit. I mean, Alex Scott, one booking away from a two match suspension, and then we're all we're, no, we're, in a bit, we're, in, we're in a bit. So, you know, if you've got the opportunity to just tweak things around a little bit and not risk Matty James, I would I 100% agree with the decision not to risk him. Yeah, so he was, and he didn't even make the bench. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, and he's got to be a doubt for Luton Wednesday. And Luton on Wednesday, because that's a tough game. That that would be a tough game. Well, they've, yeah. uh, uh, what did Luton do? They won, I think they won
0: today. Oh, uh, they did, up. they were, they've won 1 yeah. 0 at Sheffield United. It's a tough game. Tough but game. in saying that, if you look at the, uh, at the league table, Luton are there, oh, they're on 60 points now. Yeah. All right, I was going to say, if we won that, and it was uh, 57
3: before today so uh, I mean going into a really tough run of games over the next month or so a win today was a must after yeah. the Huddersfield not getting a result had this, well, okay got a point but losing at Cardiff today the result was everything really for me scrappy performance and I'm sure we'll get to it in a moment
0: okay Mark what did you what did you think about the uh about the lineup. Um, No surprises there. And, you know, a couple of youngsters on the bench. I think it was uh, somebody said beforehand that uh, Lowe, was it Callum Lowe? Callum Wood. Callum Wood was in the uh, A team for the first time. Yes, Mark.
4: Speech. Sorry, I, don't, I was on mute. Yeah, Callum Wood. I hadn't heard of Callum Wood before, so I'm glad uh, I was filled in on that by uh, the internet. There's not much on the on the there's nothing on the city website apart apart from the fact that he's uh, a defender uh and that's it so um i hope they do a better job of, of putting some more content about a player that's in the first team squad but yeah the team picked itself ian t- said to me that he thought uh, volume the plays are number 10 so that meant that uh, scott and uh, and king were playing is the two holding midfielders and i think you know that that puts a lot more weight on scott's shoulders in in terms of being at the creator uh, as a sort of, you know, as a sort of um, purlo type, you know, creator who has to play passes and uh, do a lot of work at the base of the defence, but he did, but he did both excellently. Um, and also i'll tell you had a great game Jay De silver left back i thought he was really competent defended well and got forward well and harry cornick didn't look too bad dropped you know dropped in made, well, some, well, came made some mutual passes yeah he, you know it's i don't i think we're going to have to be patient with him he needs a pre-season he had injury problems at luton and i think until he has a preseason, season he's going to have fluctuating performances he's a he's a player we would have bought at the end of the season but the opportunity came up in january and we we got him but at the moment we're down to the bare bones sometimes uh, results are better than performances but our persistence and that of a unified team who continue to play play football, uh, even though you know some of our finishing is wayward, it has got to yeah. be admired. So yeah. we're looking up the table, but that will be a tough game. Well, I think absolutely
0: I, I think yeah. I think you know if we can finish in the top ten. And well, the point, a just... the
4: point there will be you know it, one of the, the one of the uh, one of the divisions. Lesser grounds. I think they're having a new one built. Yeah. Uh, no, if we so,
0: can finish in the top ten, that'll be an.
4: Achievement. That that'll be that'll be superb. And minute it great, Omar Taylor Clark getting another 10 15 minutes. I didn't think Andy King will last a full game. And for a player who, apart from a lone uh, a lone spell uh with uh, with V8, with Yeat Town, has only played under twenty three football, what a meteoric rise! Let's hope he gets more minutes. All power to him and the club. Absolutely brilliant for him, and you know, yeah. hope you get hope you get another chance soon.
0: Yeah, let's get into the uh, action then. In fact, well, there was quite a lot of inaction at the start of the game because uh, Gary Medine. Uh, a, a, a number of the players seem to have struggled finding their footing uh, today, but Gary Medine went down, and then about two minutes later, after a lengthy treatment, <clears> he went down again. Um, it was a bit of a stop-start the game really and you, you were you thinking when he went down twice you think uh oh this is mick mccarthy and our former player terry connor bringing shithousery in as early as five minutes in an attempt to uh, waste time
3: <laughs> i think you're being a bit <laughs> lost that day. he came he came through and he uh he clipped uh, pring didn't he and then pring stayed on his feet and went down and it was freaking yeah. and everybody just focused on that and it was around about the same area of the pitch as Rob Atkinson, wasn't it? At yeah. And Sunderland, over, over on that sort of thing. So if you weren't sort of paying attention to it, and you know, he, he would have made a difference for them today, I think, Nadine. He would have given them a focal Physicality. point. Physicality. Yeah, a focal point. And he's, back he's in a the important awesome player for them up front. <laughs> yeah. Looks like, are you are you uh, back in the room
0: now, Ian? Are you? Yeah fantastic don't know what was happening before mate whether you tried oh, a different connection no. well we're into the action so we've done the uh the the, the um, team lineups and what have you i think um, it was
4: funny about saying about about gary oh, Medine oh. about barry <coughs> Medine going down because there's a joke in there but uh there you go yeah
0: we won't do that all right let's uh let's crack <laughs> on we're, let's say we're into the action now ian city started started brightly like they did against hull you know lots of fast pressing movement and what have you and uh Weiman, uh set Sykes up, and then took a return pass. Uh, it, it looked like Weiman was on his game overall today. We'll come to the goal later, but that was the first chance of the game, wasn't it? And when it went over, how did you see that?
5: I saw. Our, um, I thought we were high on quantity, low on quality, in the in in the whole first half. The runs that the strikers and the midfield players were making were good off the ball, but when they had the ball. As usual, I have to say, the delivery was poor in the main and the strikers weren't getting across their defenders at the front post. So I thought Andy Vindman had a better game today, but then then again, he was playing 10 and supporting one striker. He's probably best playing 10 and supporting two strikers, but at least he wasn't playing right wing or God forbid, right wing back. So I think it's a a case of you know square pegs in square holes,
0: yeah, he did well mark and i I'll, I'll talk to each of you about this uh, but you you first mark um we had all that early pressure, in fact, in the game, you know eighteen shots, three on target uh I don't recall us testing the keeper massively, but uh after all that early pressure, mark we almost uh, Went behind, didn't we? And it was a bit of a comedy of errors through the middle. And then Yates, seventeen games without a goal for him, the opposing uh, centre forward, a player we were linked with uh, back uh, in the uh, back in the summer. Uh, he should have done better with that, shouldn't he, Mark? Yeah. Uh,
4: sorry, I, I was I, I, I dropped out then. What are we talking about? Are we talking about? we just chance? talking about
0: the chance that Blackpool had on the, the half hour mark when uh, the ball bounced through the middle and Yates somehow managed to stumble it wide of the post.
4: Yeah, I watched that several times at half time. Just a straight free kick by Maxwell. Uh, Viner got under it, unfortunately. Bounced over, uh, you know, got under the balls. It bounced off the pitch, which can be very true at times, unfortunately. Very good service. And he ran through and he was left of the goal. But I think he wanted to take the ball round Max O'Leary. And he just hit the ball too hard. It just drifted past the post. So it was neither a shot nor a dribble round the keeper. Max stood up well. But he made a complete and utter mess of it you, you, you watch it back and it's it's a really poor miss yeah. he does neither one thing or the other he doesn't take it wide of the keeper he should have taken it wide on his left foot and then hit it back into into an empty net he, he, he uh he dribbles and just loses a ball more or less by push trying to push the ball and then it's gone past the post
0: yeah a striker low on confidence you would say yes
4: yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's, uh, unfortunately, that's true of a team near the bottom of the table. Um, you know, you've got to take the chances when they come. And that was the only chance that they had in the first half. No, it was. How did, the best how chance did you of the see game? it?
3: Yeah, how did you see it, Neil? I mean, Zach? Well, for me, as a centre-back, back in the day. Back in the, the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. You
0: haven't got early onset Alzheimer's, don't you? can remember uh, that from right yeah.
3: I had my birthday last weekend. Did 50 you? Year was it? The big five eight last week. Did you? I did indeed. Oh. So I'm welcome to the fifties club, isn't it? But That's the lovely, back, man. back. <laughs> <laughs> I, you never let cardinal send you. You don't let the ball bounce. Yeah. That he let the ball bounce. He came forward to do it, then got caught in two minds. But for me, from the dolman watching on, Pring pushes Yates in the back. So, so when he's going round to the left, you see Pring get behind him slight push in the back and then he stumbled forward and he took that extra touch. So it, he lost control of the ball based on that push. Do you think I if he'd some... gone
0: down, he might have got a pen there?
3: Well, the linesman didn't flag it. No. I think everybody was caught out somewhat. Big kick up, big kick up. Everybody's looked up. Even the ref was about 30, 40 yards behind. Yeah. Everyone's expecting Zach Viner to win that ball. He lets the ball bounce over his head. Yeah, is through on goal. Prim comes across, puts a hand on him slight push and then he stumbles over the ball and it's not if you watch it back yeah, I not it it, it it
0: was, it was a. It, I
3: said to the guy yeah.
0: in front of me I said that's not Bass Savage over because it looked
3: it yeah looked clumsy and, yeah and uh, I mean I, I'm about to um, uh, mark on this because I haven't been home yet to actually watch it back yeah. on Sky. but for me it's the type of thing that VAR would probably pick up on yeah you know a push in the back he's through there and if there's a push on the back Clear goal-scoring opportunity. Pen plus, bench. yeah, class. Red, red card for Frank. <laughs> How did you see
0: it, Ian? You're that you're that side of the well, you're a side. But how did you how did you see uh, that incident? Did you see the push that uh, Neil is alluding to there?
5: Whose mobile phone's that going on? I don't
3: know.
0: Probably March. We carry on speaking. Don't worry about it. Um, I, I think
5: I I think it had been harsh if it was given. I can understand what what Neil's saying, but I mean, Yates should have made that bump in. And I think what did Viner was the midfield player. I think it may have been Scotty, jumped up in front of him, and he thought he was going to head the ball, and instead of heading it, he missed it, and then it bounced and went over Viner's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, wasn't, it any way you look at it, it was pretty poor defending. But I mean, to be fair, we've had a makeshift, so say what well, is a makeshift back four the last two games and kept two clean sheets. So perhaps that tells you something that if you if you're going in the, the other direction most of the time, then you can get away with it. But, oh, I mean, Yates yeah, should have made that bump in the net, but he hasn't scored in 17 games. Um, and I think last season he scored, earlier this season he scored, but uh, but his second touch when he took it round O'Leary was awful. Yeah, you know, I mean, really, real concrete boots job.
0: Yeah, and on that form, a player that we were linked with, but on that form probably uh, dodged a bullet there. And uh, when you look at what he's been like uh, this season, because I think a fee of two or three million was mentioned, but we, we don't know nothing about chances. Well,
5: he's been he's been injured, and so so's Medine. So it surprised me that uh, McCarthy. Well, it surprised me in one way, and not in another, that McCarthy started with them both today because the conundrum in uh, in midweek was, a or either of them going to be fit. If they are, they're not going to be 100% fit. But I think Mick McCarthy thought, right, I'm just going to go for it um, and put them in. And then complete accident. A little seemed a little bit like the Rob Atkinson incident where he did his ACL. Pring um, is is turning to pass the ball back, and and Medine comes in and, and seems to get a bash in the side of his knee, and he was on, uh, he was on crutches after walking around. So, you know, you're going to get a. I don't. I suppose we're the last club for any to for anybody to say. Well, you know these things happen because they have happened with us. And if you yeah. look at it, players, I mean we've got a twenty-three man squad, and at the moment we've got seven injured or in rehab and one out on loan. I mean, which is why Omar came in and I think did really well the time he was on the field today. I loved his energy, his composure, and his passing. Um, And and we've got Andy King drafted into central midfield. He hasn't played a lot of games this year, but once again, I thought he did well.
3: Yeah. Let's get into the uh, second half. I just
0: make a. Oh, Neil wants to
5: make a point.
3: Just a point about the squad for the other people for uh, Ian and Marco as well. Looking at the bench today with Callum Wood on it, that gives a demonstration of quite how far gone now Idaheim is, isn't it? For Idaheim not to even be on the bench, where you're bringing in a player that doesn't even feature for the under-21s on the bench as your sole centre-back. And Iderhen's playing in the under-21s. He was was captain of the under-21s as well. Not to have him on the bench shows you I would say, Nigel's views on Duncan Ida had yeah. at the moment. Well, or when, when, when you're out, you're out. When you're out, you're out. And there's there's lots of rumours with regards to yeah. shenanigans at the start of the season that we don't need to necessarily do. Obviously, he had the, the thing that in a week with Hannah No Musengo. Well we're talk, I was, I was yeah.
0: talking I've just got we'll talk about that, about that yeah, after we've done the game. That. Um but, Mark, let's get in I suspect everybody went for the halftime cup of tea thinking, oh here we go again, you know, a game where we've dominated. Well you, know, you, you probably right. get
4: yours in a China Cup, David. We probably have to make I don't
0: know. I'm sat there in the lower <laughs> lands down and uh, I, I do not do any of that anymore. No, sorry you know, David, I'm, sorry. A, I'm 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 a pensioner now, yeah so you know I have to be very frugal with my spending. Um, One day I might get a sponsor sponsor for this. But then I'll have all you lot knocking on my door saying, oh, but we're contributing. We want to be paid as well. No, I'm only joking. Um, Into the second half, Mark, um, as we said at the start, um, a goal worthy of winning any game. If Harry Kane or any of those top strikers in the Prem have put that one in, uh, take us through the goal as you saw it, Mark.
4: Well, Andy Andy King's um, about... uh... 20 yards outside the box. Uh well, it's about 30 yards out. Andy King just plays plays the ball to Wyman on the edge of the area. He looks up, shifts it from his right foot to his left foot and bends the ball around the players and the goalkeeper with pace, precision, technique, execution, pace, 6.0, you know, artistic impression, technical merit. It was a stunning goal. Uh, you know, we, we were worried about mediocrity. We hadn't scored, you know, in front of a goal. We hadn't scored a goal from open play up to then. That probably amounted to four games because it was about, I think it was about the 24th minute against Wigan when Rob Atkinson scored that two. Uh, headed goal and the other two goals mm. were were penalties it's uh it's Sunderland against Hull this was a stunning goal worthy of the Premier League absolute beauty it it just makes days like this work you know you you live for goals you you live you live for what your team win but it lifted the old stadium in a, in a dull game and thank you Andy vyman it yeah. uh, it was brilliant it
0: it, it it was a good one uh Ian, um, the, the goal, there was, I've, I've seen the goal back a couple of times now. Uh, I'm gonna Only watch. a couple. I'm going to watch for the uh, penalty that wasn't given to Blackpool that Neil alluded to. But uh, I thought a good thing about the goal, the space was created because Naki Wells sort of ran across and took a defender with him and that opened up that gap. But describe how you saw the goal, Ian.
5: Well, Anis Mametti made a run across and took a midfield player out the way. Um, great no-look pass from Andy King. I mean, it wasn't a 40-yarder, but it was like the Marlon pack, no-look pass. Um, so he's got the ball into him. Boydman's therefore got a little bit of room, uh, came back on his left foot and bent it into the top corner. Now, this is his first goal since November, and that's Bristol City's first goal from outside the box in 36 games so one thing i've continually criticized our team for is our firstly our shooting when we do shoot is terrible and our lack of shooting which was highlighted in in the first half when we we did have 10 shot uh, sorry 11 shots but only one was on target Mm -hmm. so that had everything that had the quality um and and it was long overdue for andy Vyman. and the great thing about andy normally. Is when he scores goals, he gets them in clumps. Yeah. So I'm hoping he, he gets, uh, like he did at the start of the season, where he got four goals in four games, that he does the same thing over the next, or even better, over the next two or three games.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right with him scoring goals in those little clutches. He's been renowned for that. So I would say, not only at his time with City and his career uh, overall. I mean, Neil, that, that, the finish, yeah. We, why haven't we seen more shots outside the box by the by, by us? Because
3: I was crying out for them to, I, I, to, th- th- to I do think it. it. I think it, it so shows what can be done, doesn't it? I think the last few games we are starting to see a dip, perhaps a different mindset now. I mean, Mamesti had one from outside the box. Bell came on, mm. and he had a shot from outside the box, and I looked across at uh, Pearson when that shot. And albeit it was like 88 minutes or whatever like that, and we're 2-0 up. But Pearson applauded him mm. for doing it and for having that. That was Bell's shot, was it? Bell's shot, yeah. 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 Ra- rather, than, rather than, oh, God, you know, yeah. keep hold of the ball, don't shoot or whatever. So I think I think we need to be a little bit braver as a team from outside the box. We often, we often get to the 18-yard box or just outside 20, 25 yards and we're looking to actually... You know, pass it left, pass it right, looking for this perfect goal down the wings, crossing it in, and all of this. Whereas, actually, you know, that case in point in the Blackburn game with Zach Viner, didn't he? He Mm. was brave, he came forward, he shot, keeper made a mistake, Semenio slots it in. Sometimes you have to make things happen in that situation, and Andy viman was. Really brave to take that shot on his weak foot. Mm. He's not normally renowned with his left uh, foot. He's the best one in the world. But for me, fantastic pass by uh, Andy King. Yeah, you know, a few times during that game, he would do a bit of a no look sort of pass. That's it. Inside, he did one in the first half that released Sykes on, yeah. on the inside as well. So, I think sometimes with King, yeah, he's thirty four, thirty five this but year. He still got it. There's still somebody there with 50 plus Welsh caps, isn't there? Yeah, and you sort of watch it and and those and little passes at the highest level and play at the, highest, at the level. highest level Premiership winner and you know a no look pass into Vyman and again Claude Vyman's bravery mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in actually shooting because we've seen those with Andy before where they go for a corner for a while. Well, he near, tried in the corner.
0: like wasn't it tried a lob just after. It might have been after the second goal we we'll could talk about the second goal in a minute but Vyman yeah. did a a lob didn't he that just dropped the wrong side of the crossbar at the angle of post and bar yeah i think I mean, it was him
3: so we need to do we need to do more we need more we need more goals from the midfield yeah you know we need more well as i said on sky
0: that Scott's second of the season but yeah. only his first in the league yeah this season yeah. we're we'll talking we'll that's talk about some individual performances as well in a moment um coming to you uh, next mark yeah um, Hello. The, game, the game is wrapped up with 10 minutes to go and harry cornick not harry Cornick, harry Cornick had come on <laughs> with 23 minutes plus stoppage time so he got best part of half an hour i thought that was the best he's done for us now that's against a very low bar but uh you know although you know, does he get an assist for it? Not really, because it was half cleared. Yeah, but uh, describe describe that uh, goal and your thoughts on uh, it The second goal that made it 2-0 on the uh, 80 minutes.
4: Well, he's released on the right-hand side. As time is based, he hits it into the area and the defender just kicks it straight back to to Alex Scott. There's another defender next to this central defender and he hits, uh, he hits it uh, through, through both of them and past an unsighted keeper who's just stood up and and is able to watch the ball go to his right it was just a question of alex alex scott steadying his nerves hitting you know hitting the ball with his instep and it was going to it was 2-0 all the way you know a great finish and Long overdue, uh, his first goal of the season. It, no, no, yeah. one one those old you know, young young blood uh, top keepers from the seventies. From the you know, you just stand there as uh, Gert and Ger- Ger- Muller would hit the ball past them and not make a dive, But it was he had no chance. It was hit through two players, uh, and that was that was Blackpool done. And thank God for that because uh, you just yeah. worry at one nil that despite them being completely outplayed, that they could sneak they could sneak a goal. But that was that was that was the game done.
0: Yeah. Ian, um, we're going to talk about individual performances, but, uh, you know, I'll ask you about uh, Alex Scott overall and the goal. I thought Scott today, the other podcast the other week, I was saying he needs to be imposing himself more on games if he is worth 20 million or between 15 and whatever upper number people want to put on it. Yeah, he did run the midfield today yeah would you agree with that view and take us through the goal as you saw it.
5: well i think uh did well to put in a challenge and put the defender off and then he got the ball and once again it was a poor cross because it it was straight at the defenders and uh, i think naki wells was uh stood behind him at the time uh but they they cocked up the clearance and it was low on the floor right out the front of the box and in fairness to Alex Scott, he showed a lot of composure because he took the ball, took a touch, and then sent the keeper sent the keeper the wrong way uh, with his shot because the keeper was thought he was going to try and bend it in the bottom left, and he smashed it towards the left centre of the goal, uh, and it and it went in firmly over the line. But that is what we want more of from Alex Scott, and and you can only judge a player on what he does that day at the time. You can't say, well, he's not had a lot of shots and goals and assists. That's his first league goal of the season, mm. right? And I think he's played 30, what's he played? 36 games, something like that. Has yeah, right all up there, yeah. With him, Scotty. And that isn't enough for a player of his obvious talent and ability. So, yeah. let's, you know, you you can only make a judgment at the time. In other words, it's like, saying the first half, the quality was poor. With our in the final third it was again 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 second half it was much better and our finishing um was much better if you can call those you know scots you can call that a finish andy vineman was just one of those goals that that you ain't going to save that with two goalkeepers
0: no 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 definitely definitely um neil the 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 um the one touch Ian mentioned to Scott, that was composure there and it was a good shot window for him because, you know, people have said to me who saw the Man City game, you don't watch City week in and week out. We look good. Scott looked at home amongst players of better quality. Um, you know, and there was one run that he did today where he cut in, I think it led to their bloke getting booked mm. and he did nice little slip passes and whatever. He, he was everywhere today. I mean, you know, that is a performance that, you know, if you're a, you're not a top four side necessarily, but if you're a, any premiership side, you're thinking, well, I, I, I could get that player in my team next season. Yeah. Do you think we're going to be, you know, the price is right. We're going to get a good price for him come what may
3: be. I thought Scott was excellent today. Mm. Point one. Point two, he generally plays better when teams aren't applying the full press on him. Normally, last couple of months, he's been man-marked in games. Jonathan Holt did it up at Huddersfield, just yeah. went around kicking him and all the rest of it, because they realise, opposing teams, how important Alex Scott is to the way that we play. So you shut him down in the same way they used to do with Nicholas Elias fact, a few years ago, mm. you know, double team and all the rest of it. Mm. What's the plan B? LJ didn't have a didn't plan have B. No, and so he might not have had a plan A. Well, there, there we, we go. go. But the point is, with with him today he was on cruise control in that Mm. game i thought blackpool particularly in midfield were poor today Mm. um and as we said at the start of the program i thought they were far and away the, the poorest team that i've seen down the gate this season now that game he was in cruise control he could turn it on when he wanted it to but there was no pressure on him at all i keep thinking to myself He's going to get a booking at some stage because I think it has affected his performances yeah. a little bit. You know this reticence. Normally he gets stuck in, he mm. gets niggly, and all the rest of it. But he's obviously under firm instructions. You get one more booking, and you're so right out too. Two, and we are and really the cut off.
0: And the cut off is if he avoids a booking against Luton.
3: Is, it, is that the cut off? I've read that somewhere. I might right. be wrong if somebody wants to. Pick but, up. but with regards to it, you know, today he was in cruise control. But when he gets the ball, he pace of passing and he injects the pace into it and with Naismith not on the pitch at the moment is so crucial to us with Alex Scott because otherwise we're ponderous we are still ponderous yeah. and Ian made a very good point about the first half it was a bit slow and plodding. you know there was there was 11 shots in inverted commas seven block shots mm. Well, what does seven block shots tell you about 11 shots it tells you you wanted an extra touch, yeah, yeah. or you were a bit slow. Well, we didn't test the key. Or you We didn't. didn't test the key. No, no. There was one on target. So but we, block, we shots don't,
4: block shots don't count. now I don't think Neil. That it's only the, the shots on goal that count. I don't think. No, the there was shots eleven counts. shots so, on goal,
3: but there were seven block shots in the first half.
4: Yeah, I don't think they, Which, don't, they don't they don't they don't count. though do they? Uh, it's, it's shots on on goal. I, well, I if, they, teach, if they, they
3: keep, do, if, yeah. if, if you look at it, it will it will say the block shots is it's semantics. But we, we certainly didn't have 18 shots on goal in that first half, Mark. I don't recall their goalkeeper. D- d- no, doing... he had like one save. Yeah.
0: And, so we uh, got, And, and it, it was... says the
4: stats, three shots yeah. on target. Well, is, that, is that right? Yes. Apologies. Had no. had two,
3: of them, two of them. Two goals. So, so, realistically, he didn't have much to do today. Mm. But I think, uh, basically, we, we were a little bit ponderous. We, we don't. We miss that injection of energy in the sense that actually Naismith does bring to us alongside Scott. I think the two do complement each other, but obviously we're still a few weeks away well, we from are. that.
0: We are, we are, we are, we are. Um, Mark, uh, let's look at a few individual performances or combinations. Um, Tanner and Sykes down the right-hand side. Sykes is always full of running and you can't fault Tanner for effort. The spectre of Kane Wilson is looming on the bench. Um, do you see Kane Wilson featuring in the next two away games? Maybe I thought with two nil up, they might they could have given him ten minutes right at the end. But what what, what do you think of the Tanner Sykes combo? Tanner, to me, sometimes doesn't look as assured as even Jada Silva and certainly Cam Pring on the other side. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think,
4: Mark? Well, I've, he can be tested. He's definitely been tested offensively, uh, defensively, because Philogene um, and Jack Clark have he's allowed both of those to get on their best foot at Cardiff and Sunderland and, and score and to score two uh, goals from out, outside the box. So you know that's counting against him. Going forward, he hasn't looked bad, and he has linked up with with, Syke, with he's linked up with Sykes quite well. You know, energetic, and I think he's growing into that role—a role where really he hasn't got a lot of competition with a Kane Wilson. We just don't know because Kane Wilson yeah. was struggling at the start of the season. Yeah. We were playing a different formation, the three-four-one-two, where he was a wing back. He wasn't uh, a uh, uh, a, a, a right, a right back, or a full, a full back, as we know it, and we—I mean—there were huge expectations for Kane Wilson because he was uh, in the team of the season at Forest Green. After you know he started off at West Brom and didn't make it there, we thought this—you know—I think everybody thought that this was the next step in in Kane's career, but because of fitness problems. It it just hasn't happened to, so far, so I think he's got to start all over again. He's yeah. simply got to start all over again. His, his season really starts. He might get a few minutes here and there, but who knows? We we no, just don't, we don't know. I don't Actually. think he's he's not going to get on the pitch through sentiment. Uh, no. So we'll have. So if he if he, I, I think it might take an injury to injury to Tanner. We just don't know his ability because we haven't but seen you could the play him.
0: But you could play him in the sights role in front in more advanced because he did do loads of assists. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah.
4: Possibly. And that puts less,
0: less pressure on him. I think because I mean, he, he didn't look score. woeful when he was playing the, the cameo appearances that we saw. Okay, moving yeah. on. Ian, um, you know, um, campering at left of Viner saved that ball that bounced over the top. But I thought he looked uh, accomplished, he looked energetic. He looked reasonably well with uh, with Jay, but it's a nice thing to have a player that just on today's performance could play not only on the outside but on the inside and can play wide midfield if called upon. But Pring is, you know, people used to say tired uh, after seventy minutes, but he seems to be like a road runner at the moment, doesn't he?
5: Yeah, firstly the philogene goal at Cardiff was nothing to do with George Tanner. It was on the opposite side of the pitch. And he got inside Jada Silva and Alex Scott was jogging back instead of running back to stop him. And he'd and he'd done that when he was playing on the right. He'd cut inside again in the first half and tested O'Leary with the identical shot. So that I'm not I think one of the best things about our team at the moment is the Tanner Sites combination and the Jade Silva or Campring mimetic combination so i think it'd be an unfair to tanner um and yeah i mean i said last week on the podcast that i think um wilson's most likely position is um coming on or replacing or uh, when he's injured uh sykes because i think that would suit him that further forward uh role uh, on the outside of a 3 because when you're defending it it, it basically becomes 4 5 1 doesn't it so um yeah I, I i think he could do that and i think he'll get he'll get minutes towards the end of the season um but i like the the shape of our team with Tanner and Sykes and i mean preferably you although i thought jada silva had a really good game today uh, you'd want pring and memetti on that left side so i don't think uh that's where we're uh that's where we're short so no that would that would be my view on it
0: yeah okay all right you you mentioned uh memetti uh he did uh neil that was uh was that the first time he's done a 490 for us today
3: i'm not sure Possibly. I, I kept thinking Bell was going to come on and actually replace yeah. him on the left. But he didn't. Because he just tend just a little bit in the second half. But I thought I he know. was better in
0: the second half than he was the first today. But, you know, yeah. do, do you think he's another player that's going to benefit from a proper pre-season? Because physically, I mean, his ball throw, his, his quickness of feet, um, his quickness of feet, you know, it, it, it's, it's evident. But he's,
3: he can get knocked off the ball. A little bit, can't he? Yeah. I one of the things that I really like about Mumetti is his work rate yeah. and his ethic. When he loses the ball, there was a time today in the second half where he got nudged off the ball. And he could sit there, he could roll around, he could throw his hands up in the air and all the rest of it. He got up and he went and won the ball ball back about two plays later, you know, just yeah he runs, he gets through an awful lot of work in yeah. that. He's a League One player. I know he's had a season in the Championship, but that was in a different, a difficult yeah. side at yeah. Wickham when it was yeah. going, down. going down. And he's 22 years old. He is going to be a serious player in the next few seasons. Yeah. Once, Once you've got a chance to sit down with him to work two or three months in a system playing in a way, getting him up to speed, getting him fit, because that's the big thing in the championship, the pace, the physicality, mm. everything about it, it's a big leap. I mean when we've seen Sykes has taken time to adjust when we saw big Rob Atkinson come yeah. up, you know, when when it's it's rare that players make that jump from League One into the championship mm. and actually don't need a season or so just yeah. to make that adjustment. It is a massive leap between league one to championship um but i think he's two-footed there was a time today he went through and he got clipped and if he'd gone down i thought that would have been a penalty second half down in the bottom corner yeah yeah Yeah. and he got clipped but he stayed on his feet referee played advantage he lost the ball all the rest of it but that he's got two really quick feet and running at him yeah he's not he's never going to be a semenyo in terms of physical physicality but semenyo was pretty much a one-off in this division, wasn't it? Yeah, there wasn't too many times in this in this division where you saw players with no. his level of physicality. No. and pace Well, we get a chance to see him next season.
0: or the, the mighty Bournemouth beat well, Liverpool in
3: front of well, I, a ten thousand. I, 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 I read in the week that, um, whether there's any truth in this or not. Some of the sell-ons for Semenya, if, if Bournemouth stay up, we've got a fair decent amount of money coming so to right. us. Yeah, some additional money coming to us. So, yeah. And, and Kelly, right. I see Kelly was back in there so today, but
0: Semenya yeah. only got on with two minutes to go. Well, he, he, start, he started at Arsenal he last did. week. He, he did. So no, he's he he's in and out, but fantastic yeah. win for them. So. Yeah. Um, Mark, referee Darren Bond. I thought he refereed it quite well. The game flowed. It was a bit robust at times, but you know he didn't call play back a couple of times when the team that had been us had been uh, impaired. Uh, you know We still had the ball. I thought he we did well. What did you think, Mark?
4: Yeah, first of all, can I apologise about my mistake with uh, George Tanner? It, yeah, I did not know my left from my right, so thanks for bringing that up, Ian. <laughs> that was a bit of a cock-up. Um yeah, you know, don't if you do, if you don't notice a referee he keeps he keeps the game the game the game flowing. That that's that's a great great thing. If you you know if he doesn't if he's not fussy or misses misses a, a lot of fouls. I mean the Huddersfield game the other night was awful for watching us getting kicked off the pitch in the first half and some yeah. some horrible fouls. No, this 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 was uh, was a lot better. I didn't really notice him at all because. Uh, there, I think there are already any fouls in the game that that I noticed. So uh, I think we
0: did five and
4: they did fourteen. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, you'd expect that for a team down down the bottom, and us having I mean, what's How much possession do we have in the end? About sixty five to seventy sixty four sixty four percent powerful for the course. Now, but I think he, he did a good job, and uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, happy. Okay. happy with the performance. All
0: right, that's the game done to death. We started talking a second ago and I pulled it back. I'll come to you first, Ian, on this. And Ian, did you see um, Nigel's comments about Hanoa Masengo on the press conference before the game today? If you didn't, and I, I think Neil did, uh, but did you see those comments and what did you make of them?
5: Well, I, as I understand it, I didn't, I read about Read people's reaction to it. I didn't bother to listen because that that sort of thing doesn't really float my boat. But I I think he said something like that. Masengo didn't want to play for us, didn't he?
0: Um, Okay, for the benefit of those, I've I've heard it. And Neil, chip in here. Um, He was saying that Masengo sort of waved goodbye to the crowd at Huddersfield away last season, a match where Neil was at. Yeah and then you know made it clear i don't want players here that don't want to be here mm-hmm. but then you know as somebody else pointed out on uh twitter but promptly played him through most of september october and november when we didn't have the injury crisis we've got at the moment but you know masengo Ian, you know we how how well we could have done with him just being around you know because surely he would have got got in squad by now if not being a starter yeah so it well, seemed a bit contradictory by Pearson, doesn't it that well, i knew he was going we didn't want him around yet he played him for most of the first third of the season didn't he
5: well it doesn't help when Masengo has probably the best game he ever had for us up at preston even had the uh the preston fans purring about him and i think i'm right in saying the next game he dropped him yeah to the bench so you know if i'm if i'm Masengo, young lad I'm thinking, well, what am I supposed to do to get a game for this bloke? This bloke really do not rate me. Um, you know. And and look, the drive this year, and I, I've got a bit, I don't know, a little bit cheesed off with it. I totally understand it. I understand the financial situation, but the drive this year has been to get players out of the club and save as much money as possible. All right? That's what, whilst staying in this division, and I don't think our hopes of, Uh, of anything higher of, um, uh, of being in place since the, um, since, well, probably after the very start of the season, when we were scoring a few goals and Conway was doing well, we, and we thought, oh, yeah, well, possibly, but after that, it, it became a bit of a struggle. Um, so until, until we got to January and, uh, Everything seemed to click into place when we started playing the back four, but uh, on on Masengo, I, I think he, we'll see how, how well he does in France. I think he definitely get a contract over there. I think we we overpaid for him, and we improved him physically, but I don't think we improved him technically as a footballer. If if anything, I think he regressed and went the other way.
0: Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that, Neil. You heard the uh, you heard. The interview, mm. um, you know. I think if you're in with Pearson, you're in. You know, you know when substitutions are made, he embraces players. You know, I think you know people that are loyal, he rewards that loyalty, doesn't he?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, he has he has had situations where JD Silver, Campering, players that have gone and An Atkinson, and, and Atkinson. I think the Atkinson. Thing. Naki all last season.
0: Yeah. But then I that did.
3: was because we had WSN. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the Atkinson thing. If I go back, I think that was before a game. Was it the Huddersfield game or mm. something like that where he was he was in the starting lineup and then he was sick or whatever mm. and then I think it was a Huddersfield game, game. Others are correct me. But then I think it was like it's a confidence thing, isn't it? Mm. But when he throws you you know when he throws you under the bus <laughs> he throws you under the bus doesn't he but he doesn't do it publicly he doesn't come out and say that you know like the bartons of this world who yeah. will just you know just through their cool. bipolar moments absolutely slag somebody off and then three weeks later bring them back in saying they're being fantastic in training yeah. or something like that yeah you know he does things in a, in a, in a way in which you're never entirely sure what's going on. Mm. But obviously, he was questioned about the Missenga thing on the basis of the fact of our, our weakness in numbers. Obviously, Dylan Cadge is out at uh, Swindon. Um, then you've got, you know, we let Towler go to Portsmouth. Josh Lowe is at Walsall. You know, all of these decisions you can make with hindsight and you can say, if we didn't have the injuries that we currently have, you know, that would, would we make those? At the time when they were left, it was entirely the right decision. If it's proven now because of injuries, form, whatever, you know, you don't know what you don't know at no. the end of the day. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. All right. Let's
0: look uh, look forward. Two away games before the international break. Um, looting away it's going to be tough. One at Sheffield today, compact little ground,
3: bit of an atmosphere on Wednesday. At least we've got an extra day. I lived there for 12 to, years. To recover. Used to go there. Tom Thomas was uh, in the academy then. So, Luton, very difficult. The way end, like everybody loves, you walk through people's back gardens, don't you? Do. Yeah. yeah. To bizarre walking over people's back gardens to get a new air. But that, their new stadium, once they get that new stadium at Power Court, They've actually got one in the office, have they? Yeah, they 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 have planning. They've got planning permission for it. And what they did is they bought a load of land out by the M1, and they were going to redevelop it for retail and supposed to have this House of Fraser store there and all of this type of retail parks. And of course, COVID here and the downturn in the economy. So then they they've done a, a a different planning thing and housing and all the rest of it there. And it's 25 minutes out from London, so they've got planning permission. Power court site, which is close yeah. right next to the railway station, it, it needed some infrastructure stuff, it needed power stations, putting in electricity yeah. stuff. And there's a river down there, the River Lee, and and all the rest of it. That's taken time in the middle of the COVID. But when they actually get going, they could be at Brentford.
1: Yeah, they, they yeah. could
3: really, you know, 17,500 stadiums. And where they are sighted in Bedfordshire, you know, Good all, there, all, all, of, all of us remember the Luton of the 80s and 90s. Yeah, Ricky Steen. Yeah, Brian Steen. Brian Steen. Ricky Hill. That's it. And, you know, Mick Halford. Yeah. And, and Paul Walsh. Yeah. All of these great players. Danny Wilson.
4: Yeah. Danny, Wilson.
3: Danny Wilson? Danny Wilson, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they won the League Cup, didn't they? They
4: did. Yeah, they'd be Arsenal, didn't they? 3-2. Anyway, but they're not uh, playing. AC8. They're
3: not playing uh, <laughs> But they—they are a team that's on that, and he's—he's he's done well, isn't he? He's a good manager. That's Rob Edwards, Rob Edwards the ex-Forest Green. Forrest Green. Forest Green. Green. Forrest Green. But
4: considering he lost the the Watford job earlier this season, if he, he, you know, bounced back to do that, you know, after Nathan Jones. I wonder if they'd have left Nathan a vacancy open.
3: To- well, give, Tommy, give him six months. football, Mark. This is one for you and for Ian as well. In the last uh, three years or something like that, last three or four years, Watford have had as many managers as West Ham have had in their entire existence. Yeah,
4: but they've had it, was it 18 managers in 12 years or something? Yeah, just West Ham had less
3: managers in their entire existence than Watford have had in their last that's three incredible. years. Isn't that incredible stat? That is a stat. Yeah, I heard
0: a stat the other day that I think, um, uh, was it Conte, Sorry, um, Daniel Levy. He's had eight managers in 30 years, so none of them have managed to do uh, do that. So, loom away Swansea, Ian. What I, I, you know, two fixtures that it would just be nice to. What does success look like from two fixtures? Two wins, obviously, but what what would you be happy with as a points total coming away before the break? Uh,
5: well, I, I'd accept two. I take three. I think Luton's going to be very difficult because they've got physical presence up front. Uh, they play a 3-4-1-2 th- uh, two with two big strikers up front. Um, it, like you say, it's a tight ground. I mean, like like you, Neil, I lived up there for oh, about 20 years and um, I actually had a police inspector who used to live next door to me, who you might know, but I'll, but I'll, take, I'll speak to you about that off air. Um, I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I could, what would be ideal, six points, but I'd certainly take, uh, I'd take two points from it. Although I think if we could get a point at Luton, Swansea aren't going brilliantly and their manager's been under a lot of pressure. The two games will suit us more than the last games we played because we won't have anything like as much of the ball. and mm-hmm. um, When we can play on the counter attack, we're a far better side. Um, I can't see any of the injured players coming back before the international break, but I suppose we could, on the bright side, we could have three back just after. And by the three, I'm talking James, Naismith, and Conway. So let's get there as well as we can. I mean, if we had, say, at least 50 points before the international break, at least you can go full steam ahead and uh, planning for next season in the championship.
0: Yeah. No, that's just what I was thinking in two draws keeps the well, keeps the runs gone now, but it keeps the good form going. And two draws puts us on the magic uh, fifty. Uh two two wins and you know, there's that little dying ember of could we do what John Ward did in nineteen ninety seven? But I think that shit has uh, has long passed. So uh, just to wrap up everybody, uh Mark, you first uh Reasons to be cheerful, as one of the threads says on the O-T-, OT at the moment. Uh, reasons to be cheerful, nothing to do with the Ian Jury and the Blockhead song of the same. That I, <laughs> I, oh, I love oh, that song. Well, why, why was it Reasons to be cheerful, part three? I
4: don't know. So you have to, you have to, you have to ask. You have to ask Mr. Jury about that. He did pass away dead. a few years ago. He yeah, yeah, he, gone, just, he, gone, he yeah, wrote. wrote, 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 wrote yeah,
0: we're not renowned for being, uh, you know, um, 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 we're not renowned for being cut half full people. But it's, you know, if we can maintain displays like we did today, yeah, like we did today, it all goes well for next season, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, I think we got young. What the, the reasons to be cheerful are... Players coming through the Academy, meteoric rise of, of Omar Taylor Clark, and then you've got the likes of Marty Francois and Callum uh, uh and, and Cannon Wood on the bench. Brilliant. Other players like seeing the emergence of Sam Bell and, and uh uh and uh, Tommy Conway this season. And don't forget he might be back for the Swansea game, if not perhaps the red reading game. Uh Alex Scott continues uh, continues to get national coverage, he'll he'll improve, he'll add goals to his game. Two goals from open play and a goal from outside outside the box, and Andy Vyman's first since since November. And what a stunner it was! Those are the reasons to be cheerful. Tough games, but Luton have actually got a worse home record. Uh, they're actually only thirteenth uh, in the uh, in the home league table. They've they've only they've won two games less than us this season at home. Although they are top of the away table, so perhaps. It'll be a it'll be a great no, result no. to get at least a point there. But I'm yeah. we'll go there full of the confidence. Both of those teams will be going for a win. That gives us a good a good puncher's chance of getting a result. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, uh, yeah. David. Really looking forward All right, to it. That's good,
0: Mark Neil. Um, you know we we've had our low moments during this season, but on balance, you know, I I I I feel a corner has been turned because if you look, if we've got a full squad, we've got the wage bill down, if we have once we have a full squad, mm-hmm. we've got the cost out, whether people like Jay and Calas will be here next season, yeah, it will be we'll be sad to lose Scott with we'll the inevitable. But, you know, let's say half of that money is reinvested in three players in today's transfer market. It should add value to the side and we've seen glimpses like when Mameti was cutting into the box today and sites with these incisive runs. Mm. We're starting to see a side that right from day one Nigel promised this fast flowing football, and even three months ago we were thinking,
3: What really? Yeah. But it feels but so it, it, feels, it, it feels, feels it feels a long time ago that West Brom at home boxing. I didn't well, I think we were twenty. That was
4: de- it. Was it was desperate, wasn't it? That game, we we couldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, couldn't think, land, we couldn't land we couldn't land. But the thing, the thing, season. the thing was, Neil. Sorry, they, we couldn't land that's a right. glove on him, could we? That day, we just couldn't land a glove on him, could we? Well, it came on yeah. the
3: back. It came on the back of the Stoke City defeat
0: at home
4: as well.
3: And that that second goal for me, where Brandner, you know, was yeah. And and we just didn't get going in that game. Yeah. And then, of course, we played him in the cup. Then the following month, and Arguably be one of our better performances Absolutely. of the season yeah. in relation to it. But the point for me is really over the last year, 18 months, the academy. Yeah. Where would we be as a club? When you look at the players we have sold, the money we have had into the club, the wasted opportunities we've had with so many transfers of people where... You know, we put ourselves in such a difficult position. It's like somebody, you know, people in their private lives who have taken out too much credit, and mm. all the rest of it, and then they they find themselves unable to sort of. Re- we put ourselves in a self. Office. It was a self. It was completely yeah. self-inflicted. Yeah, with regret. But if we look at how many young players are on that pitch at the yeah. moment, well, Sky really, put up a graphic for it today. Did Because it that put was.
0: up minutes of academy players, and it started yeah. with. I think Omar well at the bottom, yeah it was about ten. Omar Taylor Clark with well whatever he played I think today. Yeah. And he went right up to the top with Zach Viner, three thousand three hundred minutes, and then Alex Scott and you
3: can see minutes play. Well I can't I can't think of another club in the championship at no. the moment that has as many Academy players playing in the minute. No. Now, if we are able to Scott's going. Yeah. I think that's a Done you know, done, deal. So Scott's going Soenio's gone. I think actually Semenyo deal potentially is not a bad deal for yeah. us. I, mean, I was sad to see him lose, and uh, sorry to see him go, but he wasn't going to sign a new contract, no. so we didn't Out we, yeah, we didn't muck around like we did with Fami no and uh, and end up sort of doing it. We made the decision let us let's move on, but I think um I think silver will be gone. I think Callas will be gone. Yeah. That's what so, Tom has just said on the text, and I really, well, I agree yeah. with you, Tom. Allen, that yeah. I, I think they're gone. They're the legacy players, and you know, it's with regret, but they need to go. We're, we're moving in a
4: in a fresh in direction. a different in a fresh direction. And with four or the five, Brist, players the Bristol, the the Bristol Babes again.
3: Mm, mm. I, mm. I don't know at the moment. I mean, for, for me. Uh, what what is nice about it is that there's players coming in and the young players coming in, and they're stepping up. They're not, you know, even Dylan Cash when he came on in that cup game. You know, that right? Well, he started, all right. Yeah, I, yeah he started against West Ham playing Taylor Clark at, at Leeds. Yeah, well, I, I would Beige. say, in, yeah, in that in that sense, James might fit there. Yeah. Ian, um, yeah. um, you know, like, it's do you feel? Do
0: you feel, feel, Ian, that we have turned a corner? And we touched on it last week a bit. And if we do get that top half finish, do you think the summer is the time to give Nigel a contract extension?
5: Absolutely not. Why does he need a new contract? He's got another year left. You won't often hear me saying, well, I totally agree with John Lansdowne. But I totally agree with John Lansdowne. Look, we've we are much better this season than last, right? No argument. We've still got horrendous problems with injuries. Um and that's let's not kid ourselves, that's why a lot of the young lads are are out there and in the team and having so much game time. Mm-hmm. At one point in the Holden Pearson season, we had twenty one players, twenty one players. Oh, 21 players injured so we've we've moved forward from that that's progress as well but we've currently and we keep getting these long-term injuries now i touched on last week we've got if we're signing players from league two it seems to take them a year to get up to physical fitness so that they can they can play without getting injured or if a player hasn't played for a while and the examples i gave were wilson with his knee Tanner with two hamstrings strings and King with two hamstrings. strings. So I am we're going to if we're signing players I'm concerned we're talking about bringing Jack Curry in uh, from Wimbledon is, as the replacement for De Silva who'll leave and I think I think I'm I'm about 50-50 on Thomas Callas because um he has got to prove his fitness but I still think without proving his fitness um he'll he'll get a a move abroad or even in this country on more money but um i'd look at extending someone's asked me i think it's tomo on here when would you extend his contract then um yes i think christmas would be an ideal time to extend it if we're going well um there's no need to extend it now he knows what he's got to do in the summer tinian says he's got the deal set up i don't think He's talking about three, possibly four of Scott goes. I think it's at least six, and I think we need a much uh, we need a bigger squad in unless we can almost completely solve the injury problem, which I don't think we can and I know no. all, so, all sides get no. injured but unfortunately I, w- with us it's key players and it's long term yeah. injury and 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 i i you know, any side that goes through that, and Luton went through it to an extent last season, still finished in in the top six. So, no, I wouldn't do it at the moment. Let's take a, a look at what happens for the rest of this season, what happens in the summer, and how we start next season. And I think, yeah, I'd be, I'd agree with Tomo. I think Christmas would be a really good time if, if everything's going according to plan.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. Ian. All right, everybody. Um, thank you, everyone. Who's listened today? Thank you, Neil. Sat here to my left. It is always good when you're in the same room as somebody, and maybe if we didn't do them live, we'd do them on Zoom and we'd be able to see each other and it would be more of a discussion. But uh, you know, it's been a good one today. Thanks, Neil. Mark, thank you.
3: Yeah, good luck, yeah, thank everyone.
0: you. And Take here, care, everybody. Thank, thank you. you as much. always. you have got here in the end. I'm gonna to have to Chop off the front bit of this because I did a take two when you couldn't. It was your it was your connection, sir. But uh, we're all back in now. Uh, is I don't know if is there a match of the day tonight? Is what they, it they, they, to they, by they, they I don't no, know they're what they're, they're doing. True. I don't know. What well, they, they do. they,
4: they'll be there'll They've be no got, presenters, no no pundits, and I think all of the commentators have come out in sympathy as well. Yeah. They can use. I don't know if they use, there is a world feed available. Well, they'll, well, they will be using. You'll hear the they'll voice, probably, the voices of other the commentators.
5: They'll probably use the radio commentary. That's what yeah. they normally do for the FA Cup games. Interesting. No, they, they, they cancelled football cool. focus today as well. There was no and final there. score. There was yeah. no football.
0: Did I well. read right that the gas weren't letting the BBC do
3: interviews with them or something? But well, Nigel Pearson didn't say; he wouldn't
0: speak
4: to the, the PFA. The, P- yeah, the, P- the PFA uh, said players won't give any interviews Oh, So today.
3: Nigel, Neil's just told me
0: Nigel Pearson wouldn't speak to the BBC after the game today as well. So there we go. Well, yeah. All right, guys, listeners, thanks. Have a great weekend. What's left of it. And if you're listening during the week, yeah, thank you for doing that. Uh, the free pods from Man City. Onwards, well, in other words, a 10-day period, 2,400 downloads. Now, that's probably 800 people listening to all three pods. But thanks ever so much for that. It does make it worthwhile. And your contributions and what have you are very welcome. So, everyone, thanks again. Have a great week. We'll be back recording uh, the Luton game on Thursday morning. Thoughts on the Luton game on Thursday morning. Goodbye,
2: everybody. Goodbye.
4: Goodbye,
2: everybody. Stay safe. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye Bye-bye.
1: What if I've been unlucky, really I ain't got a thing There's a time I always feel happy, as happy as a king When the red, red robin' comes bob, bob, bob And along, along, there'll be no more sobbing When he starts throbbing his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead Get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up Cheer up the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours, I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song, when Richard Robbins is above above and along. Red Robin comes by bobbing bob, bob, along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up you sleepy head, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields. of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again Singing a song When the rid rid out bob, along
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident, It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery and times supply. See mcdonalds.com. This
0: podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.